When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now, everyone. You throw down five dollar, or excuse me, you throw down a dollar on an NFL game, and if either team scores, you get a hundred dollars in free plays. That's how it works. That's how easy it is. Go ahead and give it a look. All right, we got a, a DraftKings sportsbook app, by the way. All right, we got a ton of comments. We already got twenty-five comments. You guys in here are the absolute best. Going to get to my thoughts real quick, and then we're going to get to yours because that's what makes this exciting. Um, first and foremost, Arizona wins 101-76. to Now, my initial thoughts are Northern Colorado doesn't stink. I mean, you look at their record and you see who they're playing and you're thinking to yourself, well, yeah, they're not that good. That's not a bad team. And they physically, they look the part out there. Um, but Arizona, and we're going to get to this a ton, in the second half, when they hit you with that run, it reminds it's so eerily similar of what the Lute Olsen teams in the, you know, in the in the nine late nineties, early two thousands, where it's an eight point game, you go to get some popcorn and you come back and oh, by the way, oh, Arizona's up twenty seven points. So that's uh, that's kind of how that went. I've got some thoughts on that. I've also got some thoughts on basically what you were uh, some of the crowd out there. Um, I think that we need to be able to do a little bit better there. But uh, again, thanks for everybody hopping on here. We got Nick, uh, we got Nick Howard, we got Sean Seeley, we got Bear Down Ray, we got everybody. Robbie's in here as well. And uh, let's let's start with this because I think this is a uh, this was a this is a good point, and I want to hit on this first because a lot of people were mentioning this. And this is from Scott Schlittenhart. Why do players have to tell fans to cheer now? That's unacceptable, and you know. Arizona's known for having a great fan base. So we hold everybody in we I think we hold Arizona fans to a higher standard. I think that and that and we should because again, McHale is known as the best place to play in the entire conference on probably on the entire West Coast. Arizona tra- fans travel everywhere. You got a top 10 team right here and you're there's 5000 seats. 
that's what I don't really get. And that's what I think is a little concerning. And I don't know exactly what it is. I'm curious as to all of your takes on there. We're going to get to some, we're going to get to some, uh, get to some uh, uh, comments here. Jacob Franklin says, be afraid of ASU, Mike. Be very afraid. Well, yeah. I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But um, let's uh, let's stay on the good. Let's stay on the good first, and then we'll get to a, a few of my quibbles. And first and foremost, let's see here. Uh, we got, let's go to Nick Howard right here. And I think this hits the nail on the head. How good are we? Played uninspired ball for what thirty three minutes and scored one hundred one and one by twenty five, and Nick, my man, you hit the nail on the head right there. That's why this team is different. Their margin for error is insane. That Arizona didn't. Oh, excuse me, Arizona didn't play well. Northern Colorado shot incredibly well in that first half, and oh yeah, by the way. You look at it, and Arizona still goes on, and they push the point spread. By the way, I was talking with a lot of people on press or on press row. I know that sounds cool. And I'm like, I-, I like Northern Colorado with the points. I'm gloating all game. I was uh, tweeting back and forth with Jody Ayler a little bit, and Arizona ends up Arizona ends up uh, not covering but pushing that spread. So take that for what it's worth. That's what that's my that was my DraftKings pick of the week actually. So again. Okay, so now let's get uh, – let's see here. Let's get to Bear Down Ray. Bear Down Ray says, teams that make it close, Illinois and Colorado killed it from the arc. And that's how you're going to have to beat Arizona. I don't think that you can beat them in a traditional sense. I don't think that you can go into a game and just try to pound Arizona, play slow basketball, because honestly, they're going to hit you with that run. And – you've got to be able to match that. And you've got to be able to match that from a three point perspective and Northern Colorado early on, for sure, big time movement right there. And uh, Illinois speaks for itself. I think with, uh, you know, between Alfonso Plummer and Tim Frazier bombing, what 13, 14 threes between them, it seemed that was the, uh, that was a game where Arizona was going to, was still able to win, but it wasn't maybe as aesthetically pleasing as maybe you would think in other terms. So that's the way that you're going to beat Arizona. I've asked a lot of people throughout, you know, Kelvin Efon, you know, Brian Jeffries, guys like that. How would you beat Arizona? And they all say from the outside, they all say from shooting. And I think that's, I think that's spot on right there. And okay. So let's get, uh, Let's get to some more comments here. And I think, uh, I think Kobe hit the, or KB Thiel hit the, uh, another nail on the head. Sorry, guys, a lot of nails on the head being thrown around right now. He said that was a little scary. That team couldn't miss to save their lives. And those are the situations that scare you because it's not like they were making wide open set threes. You were coming down off a rhythm bounce a lot of the time or a one step dribble and you're launching it from three with somebody in your face and you're still able to make a play like that. That's what kind of concerns, I think. That's what concerns you early on. Now, Arizona was able to stymie that eventually. Arizona was able to make plays that they needed and run away with that. But, you know, KB Thiel makes a great point. Early on, I'm looking around at people. I'm like, hmm, this doesn't look exactly great. Um, all right. There's a little bit of a tease. We're going to talk about this in the second part of the podcast. Uh, Angry Grim says, hello, who are you going to have on the podcast for the recruiting class? Well, tomorrow we're going to have Noah Fafita at uh, two o'clock and then after that we're going to have uh, kian burnett friday and got another one working as well so we got you uh we got you all covered on that one as well 
All right. Let's see here. Nick Howard says, Koontz or whatever doesn't stink. Now, if you remember who Koontz was, that's a guy that played at Colorado and he brought his wares over to Northern Colorado. And he certainly looked like a, he looked like a different guy out there, but let's break down a little bit of what Arizona was able to do. This was a nice game for Christian Coloco. It was a, you know, you're going against a team with size, not exactly a, you know, not exactly a ton of talent. But again, you look at the box score and Coloco goes for 19 points, eight rebounds. He was long in there. He was blocking shots. I think I'm assuming Tommy Lloyd talked to uh, Tommy Lloyd talked to a lot of guys right there about what they needed to do better. And I'm assuming that Christian Coloco was one of those guys. All right, let's see here. I'm going to disagree with Mike Zaniga right here. Um, he says Tucson has become a terrible sports town. The fan support isn't here. First of all, Mike, I incredibly appreciate I appreciate you for hopping on here because you know it's people like you that make this show. You know, there's some people out there that would rather hear themselves. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from the fans. And Mike, here's what I'm going to say: with football, you know, I always use the analogy of going to a bad restaurant. Where you know, if you keep giving me bad food, I'm going to have a hard time showing up. So I give a little bit of a pass right there when it comes to bas- or football, basketball, though. What, what I saw out there was just, you know, I was talking with uh, Troy Hutchison and he made a point. He said, I remember Miller's first year when Arizona ends up uh, losing to UNLV and they weren't even good. And that's kind of what the crowd looked like. I don't know. I'm curious to what you what you all think out there, but. It could be worse, to be honest with you, because Jacob Franklin says, if it makes you feel any better, Mike, Tempe isn't good either. But, Jacob, <laughs> we hold ourselves to a higher standard in the old Pueblo, and uh, I think that goes without saying right there. So let's get to some more of these comments right here. Nick Howard says, Jacob, I'll take things we already know. I think I'll take things we already know for 2000. So let's, uh, let's see here. KB Thiel is asking, and again, we're going to get to football on the next segment. It's it's weird going to uh, you know going from basketball to football, but we're going to get there in just a minute. We've got some uh, we got some big time guys coming in, and uh, everybody, Jacob's the Jacob's my guy. Jacob's six foot seven, which generally means if you're tall, you're probably six foot eight. So he can handle it. He's got broad shoulders. He's tall. Let him have it, guys. But be nice about it because he's a he's a great dude. I wouldn't know how to do any of this stuff technologically without him. So, all right. So let's see here. Other than sports, let's see here. Oh, okay. Now CJ Mack, I'll pass on putting that one out there. Um, let's see. All right. So, and is Tempe basketball? Are they ever good? I think that's a I think that's a fair point to throw out here. All right. So again, this is a game that it just kind of showed you it's the margin for error that Arizona hoops has. And I think that's, what's so unique. I think that's, what's so unique about this entire situation is that Arizona gets hit with a team that it's got some decent talent and, Oh yeah, by the way, um, your games in single digits, I'm driving home cause I'm going to hop on the post game show. And that game is essentially a 25 point game by the end right there. That's how Arizona rolls. That's what Arizona basketball is, and I, th- I think that that's what uh, what we're uh, what we're looking at right here. And again, uh, fans out there, let's just do let's do a little bit better because these guys are awesome, 
and uh, they deserve a they deserve a lot more. Let's see here. I don't want to butcher the name. Uh, Nico Okola says that Ben may be a top five pick in the draft. Man, he's looking good. I don't know that I go and take it for what it's worth. I don't know that I go that far because you look at the draft and there's guys that are already be they're already being spoken for when it comes to those picks. But this is a guy right now that I think 100 percent um, is going to be a lottery pick. Um, a buddy of mine messaged me and he said, what are the chances of getting Ben back next year? Well, I think that there's next to, uh, I think there's next to no chance as in zero, basically about the same chance as me being as tall as Jacob. By the time that we do the next post game show, it's going to be that. And Nick Howard says, Ben, Ben is a lottery pick. And I totally agree with that. And Bob right here says these runs is what, uh, Miller missed. And yes, Miller did a lot of really good things in Arizona, but you always felt like after a game, eh, wasn't that a little closer than it should have been? And Tommy Lloyd makes absolutely no uh, makes no bones about it. This is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to run you out of the building. And when we, when we run you out of the building, um, it's going to hit you and it's going to hit you fast. And that's exactly what they do. And uh, let's see here. Uh, CJ Mack actually put on something here that I'm going to post. And he says, Ben Coloco and Tabella should be solid in the draft. I think Arizona gets one of those guys back. And I think the, mo- well, I, who knows? Maybe they get two. I'm not going to sit here and say. So um, Nick Howard says a game like this would have been an under loss for uh, Miller. Uh, or, I, don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I'd go that far, my man, but this game would have certainly been a lot closer. And I think we would have been a lot closer than people, uh, than people think. So um all right now jesus jesus vaz and it's not often we're going to do this but we're about to get into some football right now as a little bit of a precursor because arizona football for as much as uh the cat fans have been beaten down we've got a awesome recruiting class coming in and it's about to we're about to talk about that but before we do that we're going to talk about DraftKings. you all know the drill here you throw down one dollar on an nfl game new customers only and if either team scores, you get $100 in free plays. It's really that simple. It's that fun. And you know what? It gives you a lot of skin in the game to be able to make things interesting. Now, if you got a problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. If you got a gambling uh, gambling issue, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Eligibility restrictions do apply in Arizona, Arizona only 21 and up. Again, 1-800-NEXT-STEP if you've got a gambling issue and uh, they'll take care of it for you. DraftKings Sportsbook app, that's where you can get everything going. All right. I'm actually really excited to talk a little bit of U of A football here because we got some good stuff coming on tomorrow. We've got, first and foremost, the leader of the recruiting class, Noah Fafita, is coming on tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So mark your uh, mark your calendars. That's going to be a fun one. Now, you might say, who's Noah Fafita? And I'm assuming you're not saying that because you're watching the AZ Wildcats podcast, but he's the quarterback from nationally ranked Servite High School who committed early on to Arizona. And he's the guy that I think made this recruiting class really take form. After he committed, he gave Arizona a little bit of credibility that they didn't otherwise have. And that's with a Kean uh, Burnett comes in after that, ex-USC commit, Chester Burnett's son. Could be a wide receiver, could be a tight end right here, could play a lot of different positions. Now, 
he's going to be coming on Friday. So I'm going to be able to talk a little bit about kind of the, uh, the connection that both of those young men have. And again, really looking forward to that, but I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis kind of on why, and yes, uh, bring on mama Fafita. I texted Noah uh, about a couple hours ago and I said, you know, your mom's more than welcome to come on. So that's certainly what we're going to be going for. And uh, KB Thiel says, so Mike, when is T-Mac coming on the pod? I'll promise you this. I'll promise you this. If T-Mac, if T-Mac comes to the U of A, we will 100% get him. Uh, uh, we will 100% get him on the podcast. We will make that happen. But, you know, don't put the cart before the carriage, whatever that term is. And but we will make that happen. But super excited to have Noah on tomorrow. We've had him on before, and he was absolutely fantastic. He was a guy that um, very well, very well-rounded individual. And a lot of people have messaged me about him. And because when you look at his tape, you can see a few things. But first and foremost, you notice that he's about five nine, five ten. I don't find that to be the problem that maybe some people don't. That are like, oh, I want the six-five uh, quarterback right there. Here's the thing. It's college football. And in college football, the one thing that does matter more so than anything is being able to get that ball, is being able to get that uh, get the ball out and be able to make the reads and have the arm strength to make it happen. He's got all those. And think back, when you watch shorter quarterbacks in college, how many times do you really see a ball get batted down at the line because of their size? I mean, sure, it happens. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, it, it does happen. That's for sure. But I don't know that there's anything to indicate that, you know, you're going to drop back and 20% of the passes are going to be knocked down at the line of scrimmage. And he's played against the best competition there is out there. I think Chip, uh, I think it was Chip Kelly that said the Trinity league is the best, uh, comp or uh, best football in the entire country. And when you got modern day, you got Servite, you got Bosco, I think it's pretty difficult to argue that chip uh, the chips on point right there. And Nick Howard says, do you think T-Mac commits to us? I like where Arizona's trending. I'll say that, you know what? I'm not in here to break news. I'm here in here to uh, basically analyze what I see. I like exact. I like the kind of, uh, I like the direction that Arizona's in right now. And I'll just kind of leave, I'll leave it at that one for right now. But again, love to be able to get him on. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Nico Okola says maybe a Tua type player. A little bit different. A little bit different. First and foremost, you got to remember that when you're talking about a guy like a Tua Tagovailoa, that's a guy that's in the end. That's a guy that's in the uh, that's in the NFL. That's starting at Alabama. I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him. I don't think that he's that type of player. But I'm not going to limit what he can do. But Again, the things that I think are incredibly important that you need to notice when you watch him on film, and it's Noah Fafita. First of all, he's got an arm. You're not forget, it's not the Kellen Moore type situation in the NFL where, you know, I'm throwing 16-yard passes and anything above that is going to start to flutter. That is not the kind of guy that um, that's not the kind of guy that you're looking at when you think of when you look at Noah Fafita. He's a guy that can make all the throws. And to me, that's what matters. And if you can make all the throws, then you got to have somebody to throw it to. And first and foremost, that's where Key and Burnett comes in. Again, he's a six foot five, 225 pound specimen. Again, he was committed to USC. And honestly, everyone out there, this is the type of kid that looks like 
the, the, the Alabamas of the world, the LSUs of the world get. He's that kind of guy. And he's going to be able to, I think, step in pretty nicely next to, you know, I don't know if you're going to put him on at tight end. I don't know if you're going to be able to put him where you're going to put him, but you can line him up all over the field and you can have him make plays. Now let's talk about a couple other of the guys out there. And because there's, there's far from it. Keep in mind right now, according to the 24 seven rank, Arizona is 33rd in the country, third in the conference. And Oh, by the way, there's two guys out there standing or remaining who are both really, really good. All right. Then you get a commitment from FSCN's Price Hawk. First of all, it's a great name. And he's a kid that's out of Alamany Hills in California. He's a top 250 player in the country. Could essentially go wherever he wanted as well. Arizona flipped him. You got to imagine, especially as a six foot three defensive back, he's going to be able to come in here and he's going to be able to play pretty much immediately. And I think that's a little bit of the selling point. Sterling Lane, who we've had on before and we're efforting to have on on Monday, is going to be able to probably come in and I don't know if he's going to start immediately because it's tough when you're a front seven player, but he's going to be able to go in there and he's going to play major minutes. Again, he's six foot three, he's 235 pounds. That's the kind of stuff you're looking for from a freshman in those spots. Now, a guy that's been a little bit overlooked that I think we need to talk about, and it's because he's part of that last flurry of commitments, was Kevin Green. Now, he's the uh, he's a teammate of Price Sox at uh, Mission Hills, Bishop Alamany. He's an ex-USC commit, and I don't need to tell anybody out there, but if you're an ex-USC commit, you're probably pretty good, or you at least have talent. And you look at the wide receiver position right now. Coming back, you lose Stan Hill, but right now – You've got a guy like a Dorian Singer, who I think has shown that he can play. Uh, Jamari Joyner, not sure exactly whether he's going to be playing at QB, whether it's a wide receiver, but he's certainly shown some talent in the past. And these wide receivers are going to have an immediate opportunity to play, whether that's Burnett, whether that's Green, whether that's, um, who knows, maybe a guy like T-Mac. That's going to be, you've got a bunch of different guys. And uh, KB Thiel says he has a shot of playing the slot right away. Totally agree. There's another kid who's a four-star kid that I think is going to have the ability to be able to play in the slot as well. So we'll see about that. One thing, though, that you don't have to see about is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place you want to go for everything. Right now, new customers only. got a great deal. You throw down $1 on an NFL game, and if either team scores, you get $100 to play with. And you know what? you got college basketball going on. you got the NFL going on. You've got college football, still a few games remaining. you got everything going on right now. So why not hop in there, give it a shot, get that $100 to play with and see how it works. Again, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, now let's talk a little bit about the quarterback uh, situation right now. And uh, Nick Howard, when did Curry enter the transfer portal? I want to say a couple of weeks, uh, about a week ago. But to be honest with you, I don't really think that's a loss. He's one of those guys that came in highly rated, but, you know, sometimes guys just aren't that good. I think he's the epitome of a guy that isn't that good. Now, CJ Mack says he's putting nice things on there right now. So he says, get McLeod back. I think we are an above 500 team, fingers crossed. All right, a couple things. First, you hear the rumors about if uh, Arizona trying to get in with Kadon Slovis. If you can get Slovis, yes, but you also worry a little bit about the politics. You've got a young quarterback coming in. You got McLeod coming back. 
So I don't want to do anything to ruffle any feathers there. But I'm I'm cool with Jordan McLeod. If Jordan McLeod is fully healthy and he's kind of your bridge quarterback to Fafita or whoever else might be on the roster, then I'm fine with that. I think he showed that he could be competitive, and I think he showed that he can play good football or at least football good enough to be able to win some games. Because let's be honest right now, this isn't a team that's going to win you know nine games. But, heck, if you could show improvement and win four games – I mean, I think that's what you're selling, and your target date is year three or year four of the fish rain. That, to me, makes it a lot easier across the board. So, again, getting McLeod's back, uh, back is cool. If you can get Slovis, obviously you want to take that, but that's not something that I would totally bank on. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's go back to KB Thiel. Wouldn't surprise me to see Burnett and Green start right away. Oh, and I really like said player, too. Gadget guy, electric, for sure. If, uh, if Arizona can uh, flip him, which I have an idea that maybe they can, you know, he was committed earlier to Louisville. So there, and he also shares the last name with me. Um, we're not related. So just, just so you know, just so you know, I don't have any division one football players in my family. He's a guy that would be able to play pretty much immediately. And let's see here. CJ Mack is talking to Scott Schlittenhart and he says, um, more positive than Plummer and Cruz, but you're right. The jury's still out on Jordan McLeod. Yes, but I think we've also seen that there was a huge differential between Jordan McLeod and the other two quarterbacks. And I'm not saying that McLeod is, you know, I'm not saying that he's Russell Wilson out there. And so uh, CJ Mack then says, says, if only Bijan would transfer. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. V Jesus VAZ says, I'm glad for the QB commit, but I feel we still need to get a QB from the portal. Here's what's interesting, guys. And then I'm going to be signing off here in a few minutes, but I wanted to throw this one at you. You got to remember, though, if you're a quarterback and you're thinking and you're looking to go into a place and play immediately, I don't know that Arizona is necessarily the spot other than if you're just really good and you think you can make other players better because there's not a lot of proven talent at the skill positions. You're bringing in a lot of guys, but generally people that are in the transfer portal aren't going to be players that are looking to hang around for three years. Now, again, maybe that could change. Maybe it couldn't. But um, I think that's something to certainly keep an eye on. All right, before we sign off here, Anger Grimm says, what's good about the incoming class can start um, – none of uh, – what's good about the incoming class can start – um, from last year are entrenched. Yeah, I think what I think what Angry Grimm is saying is basically that there's a lot of open opportunities here. So a Sterling Lane is going to have that opportunity. A Kean Burnett's going to have that opportunity. A Jonah Coleman's going to have that opportunity. There's a lot of different players that are going to have opportunities to play. And again, that's why you want to be on the AZ Wildcats podcast because we got the best guests. We got the best people coming on. We're always here with you right after for the post game. And again, we got Noah Fafita coming on tomorrow at two o'clock. I'll be sending that link out either tonight or tomorrow. And then we got Kean Burnett after that. We're also hopeful that we can maybe get a, a coach or two here in the next couple of days. But guys, again, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on here. We've hit record numbers. We had on the one post game the other day, we had over uh 1300 people just on YouTube alone look at it. And again, I can't thank you all. You all have been fantastic. And this thing's only getting started. Again, check out Go PHNX, AZ Wildcats podcast. I'll be back on tomorrow. And by the way, Uncle Kev is in the works. We got him on another podcast, but Nick, don't worry. We, we're working on that one as well. Again, all of you out there, thanks so much. And we'll be back with you tomorrow at two o'clock with Noah Fafita on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Thank you.